Everyone's better than me, but I'm getting better with Cameron Lindsay. I'm Cameron Lindsay. If you're listening for the first time, Everyone's Better Than Me is an improvement podcast where I get better with the help of a guest who's better than me at something. But I don't really like it when people think that they're better than me, so I have a little prank to pull to bring them down to size. But this person doesn't need to be worried about that prank. No, they don't need to be worried. You've read their work in McSweeney's. They're a stand-up comic here in New York. It's Ryan Seawiz. Ryan, welcome to the show. Hi, Cameron. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to get better today at Happy Madison movies. Um, uh, I think a lot of our listeners have been begging for this episode. Um, So uh, I'm excited to finally get them what they want. Um, But before we can do that, we have to, of course, go through the get to know you and fan submitted questions, if that's all right with you. Of course. Uh, Our first get to know you question is uh, always the same, which is how do you and I know each other? Um, Through stand up, really, right? That was how we. That. Yep. That's, how, <laughs> that's just a simple answer. <laughs> that's what I wrote down. And yeah, that's what you said. Uh, stand so up, and you know, you're very funny. Um, and we kind of, I don't know, we hit it off. For sure, We're friends. For sure, I, I have uh, the, I put, I have three notes down that I thought you might say. I thought you might say stand up, I'm funny, and that we hit it off. And you <laughs> yeah. said all three of those. You hit all three. So uh, yeah, I hit the marks. Uh, well, great. Our next get to know you question is this one. The people in charge of coming up with the names of groups of animals are stumped. They were living in the high life after a court of owls and a murder of crows, but they really need a win. Fortunately, they have a new hotshot that just joined their ranks that is stirring things up. Ryan Seawiz, what animal and group name are you pitching at the new recruit meeting? Uh, okay. Um... Maybe, uh, let's see. How about a big group of, uh, rats? Okay. Big group of rats. You see that in New York City. For sure. And you call that, um, you call it a, a mess. A, <laughs> like, a hey, mess of rats. Oh, there, there's a mess of rats. It's three or more rats, I would say, would be a mess. I like it because it's it's both urban but folksy, um, <laughs> like a like a a mess of peppers or something. But at this time, it's a mess of rats. I like. You got it. a whole mess of peppers around here. I guess that's not <laughs> southern guy. Yeah, no, I think it works. I think it definitely would make a stir. Plus, I think it's helped our audience get to know you, which is the purpose of these questions. Um, our next get to know you question is this one. You and I have been forced through a time travel wormhole scenario to around 1326 AD, and we realize a huge opportunity stands before us, the invention of bread bowls. How do we go about teaching people about bread bowls in the late Middle Ages without getting burnt as a witch? Well, I think the number one thing is we got to have something to fill the bread bowl with, so I think we got to create a very good stew or soup stew that stew i think probably in the 14th century Mm -hmm. i I guess that people people really fucked with stew back then people were going hard Um, for stews yeah uh but yeah i I guess i guess we we would make a really good stew and then you i think you would have to trick people into the bread bowl because you can't just or not trick them into it but like you would you'd, you'd advertise it like here's the stew this is this stew's gonna knock your knock your goddamn stockings off, um, or your uh, cloth, whatever they wore on their feet, like some canvas, like sacks, probably, or 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sacks. Gonna knock your sacks off. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that I think, and then when you serve it, it'd be in the bread bowl and then you'd be like, Oh, you know, what's this? Is this? And they're like, no, you can eat that. So um, underplay it. Your thing. I, yeah, I think, I think it'd be too, you, you gotta, you, you gotta kind of Trojan horse it ah. to these people. They can't, they're, they're, you can't just introduce a bread bowl to one of these, these people that they believe in, they believe they believe witches are real. That's right. that's what you, they're gonna. You can't blow their minds too hard. Yeah, I think that's really clever. I, I think they would like it too. I think they would really like it. I think I, I I like this in particular because it's like you're right. We we bring them in with a stew. They're really going in on the stew. They're just like slopping yeah. it up, right? And then <laughs> and like maybe they get a little bit of bread in it, like that's like been sopped up. And they're like, wait a second, is there bread in this stew? And you're like, yeah. well, actually. <laughs> The whole thing spread. You're like, whoa, whoa, do you got bread in my stew? They're like, no, you got stew in my bread. Yeah, there you go. I love it. (laughs) Uh, Well, wonderful. Those have been the get-to-know-you questions. Um, We'll now move on to the fan-submitted questions. You know, we have fans all around the world that send in questions uh, to our guest experts to help them get better at things as well. Um, So hopefully you can help some of them out. Our first one is this. Love is a fickle bitch. Sometimes you have so much that you are smothered and begging for air, and the next moment you are wandering the desert gasping for just a drop to quench your soul. These two dichotomies have been my experience the past two years in my class's Valentine's Day exchanges. At first, my repurposed shoebox runneth over with Valentine's, but the next year, nary a single folded paper note passed inside. Guest expert, how do I ensure that I receive a balanced mix of Valentine's this coming season? And that's from Johanna Braca, Miss Simon's fourth grade homeroom in Marshall, Missouri. I'm glad that Johanna asked this. Um, Johanna, desires of the flesh are um, unconvenient, inconvenient. And the best thing to do is to not feel them. Try to turn those off. You know, you're going to want to build a wall. You're going to want to build a wall around your heart. And you're going to want to keep it structured pretty... uh, you're going to want to keep it maintained. Um, and when you don't want Valentine's, this is the key. Your box is going to overflow with them wow. because everybody wants what they can't have. And if you're just there, the, the, nobody wants to be a part of a club that's begging you to join. Hmm. So that's, that is what I think the key is. Uh, that's compelling advice. Um, it's something that, uh, I think we try to use here on everyone's better than any as well, sort of, uh, close off any, um, any desires of the heart, uh, at least mm-hmm. from, from the host perspective. Uh, <laughs> uh, wonderful. Our next, uh, fan submitted question is this one. I've been related to my mom for as long as I can remember, even longer than that, I am told. But just yesterday, she revealed to me that she co-founded the Canadian infidelity dating website, Ashley Madison. Is she lying to me? If so, how do I confront her? If not, what do I do with that? And that's from Liam Sorum from Pita, Greece. Um, everybody's got a side hustle, and I don't think that you should begrudge your mom if that's if she's if she made Ashley Madison. Um, you know, affairs are. I feel like negatively portrayed, but maybe there's, if there's some sort of arrangement in the relationship, they're okay. And that could have been who's using 
Ashley Madison, maybe mm. um, in some circumstances, at least I would imagine there's a, there was at least one guy who was in an open marriage who used Ashley Madison. Would you agree with that statement? Oh, you're asking. Uh, uh, <laughs> normally, I don't contribute. Sorry, I didn't mean... No, no. Normally, I'm not. Sorry. I, I, I don't. Uh, I, I'm not the expert here. You know, I'm still getting better as well. Fair. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I, you know what? I'll say yes. I bet there is at least one guy. Thank you. Um, yeah. So, so, so I would say like, you know, if you can make, if you can make, it's like the comedian. If you can make one person laugh, you did your job. Ashley Madison, if you can make one person ethically bust, then you've done your job. Uh, excellent. Well, and so uh, maybe just for my clarifications, so you're con- you're you're convinced? Do you think Liam's mom is definitely a co-founder? Yeah. Well, I guess it, either way, I think I think he should claim that. I think you should claim that, and not look at it like a thing to be ashamed of. Be like, you know, my mom made this website that helped guys cheat on their helped canadian guys cheat on their wives mm-hmm. or i guess not canadian it was north american right i think some of them probably were canadian but yeah i think i think you could use it from a variety of places okay is it I, is that website defunct to be honest i don't know um uh, <laughs> uh gene my producer they're the ones who sort of source this and other um uh questions um so i i really put the onus of sort of a lot of that on them Ashley Madison, more like Happy Madison. Uh oh! Wow, that and talk about a transition, um, because of course today we are getting better at Happy Madison movies. Um, that is the topic uh, of today's uh, episode. I am excited to get better at this, but I think I think maybe more than any other episode, um, my oft starting question is most apt here, which is why should I get better at this? Um, for the simple reason that it's good and it's, um, spiritually fulfilling. Spiritually fulfilling. That's right. Uh, I, I don't frequently, uh, say this as a follow-up, but could you, could you speak more on that aspect? Yeah. Well, like, you know, when you see a good movie, it feels good. And the Happy Madison oeuvre Mm -hmm. is full of them. So... You know, you see, you see someone wacky doing something silly. It's going to make you feel good. That's that's ultimately, I think, the draw of Happy Madison. Okay, and, and well, so um, maybe for our listeners who aren't as familiar, could you give us some background on what kind of movies we're talking about? And if if not just the movie names themselves, maybe they haven't seen any of them. Sort of what oh, of what it encompasses that oeuvre? What what do you think is besides a goofy person doing goofy things? So, you know, are, are we talking like specific movies, or you mean like what defines these movies? I think more the latter. We we can say the specific movies. I, it's okay. uh, Grown Ups, Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison. Right? These are all sure. classics. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you know, um, generally, generally. Well, okay. So there's there <laughs> there was a period in like um, like the late. 2000s where it was very popular to bash on mr sandler everybody said oh this is bad this sucks this is the worst movie this is his worst one yet and i was a part of that if you can believe it i thought it was bad oh my gosh and now 
that I've uh, completed my doctorate at AMC University. Mm-hmm. Um, AMCU. AMCU, that's right. Uh, I know that they're very good. They're very good. And I do like earnestly think that these are good movies. And I, I, I don't know if um, part of that is that when you watch enough garbage, your brain becomes unable to differentiate between good and bad. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, this is a movie and I'm enjoying it. Um, but generally speaking, a Happy Madison movie is uh, something Adam Sandler produced most of the time. The, the, be- the best ones are the ones where Sandman is the lead, but there are still some gems in there where he's um, just a a producer and he's yeah. letting his friends get paid essentially. Uh, I, I have, so first I'm interested. Do you think that your appreciation for happy Madison movies and therefore my getting better at it as well, uh, that part of that is sort of this Stockholm syndrome of like, you have been sort of, uh, sort of attached to them for so long that now you sort of have come to love them. Yeah, that could be, that could be. Cause I, I said, I, I said I was in that, the Sandler haters in the late two thousands. But like when I was a kid and I rented like Billy Madison or like happy Gilmore, I'm like, Oh hell yes. Um, big daddy for me. I was a big, big, big daddy. daddy. I love that movie. (laughs) Big daddy's great. Yeah. Um, with the Sprouse twins. That's true. Yeah. Uh, it launched a lot of careers, frankly. Um, yeah. Uh, semi. Yeah. He couldn't have done it without him. He'd launched his career. Big Daddy. Nobody knew who he was before Big Daddy. And then that, this man blew up. He, he's in Waterboy as well, right? Isn't Steve Buscemi in Waterboy? He's, Another... in a, he's in a lot of... He's in like a surprising amount of Happy Madison movies. He's This is, this is also another thing I like about these movies that like... Um, uh, they, he just brings his friends on so he can hang out with them on set and get his friends paid he'll go on like vacation with his friends to shoot these things like that's cool that's the that's the dream ultimately is to be so successful you can get a dog shit script call up your friends say hey <laughs> i got a job you want to hang out in uh you want to hang out in uh, uh costa rica mm-hmm. for a month and then they do that. That's that's cool. That's 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 what I someday I hope I hope to ride the coattails of um, somebody successful as well. Well, it's funny that you say that. Well, it was funny, I guess, in part that the gotcha alarm went off when you said that about this. You said a dog shit script. Am I am I quoting that? That that was that was the terminology I used. Well, so the, I think the gotcha alarm went off right there. If I was if I clocked it correctly, <laughs> um, because of course, if you know, if you're so good at happy madison movies you should have no problem uh performing the staged reading of and and this is sort of a, a debut here uh a recently unearthed scenes from a happy madison movie uh, that was unproduced um i i have a i have a cast here that's going to help us read through it um uh, these are selected scenes from the family jewels an unproduced happy madison movie um, I, w- I was hoping maybe you could not only help us walk through it, but maybe you'd even be willing to read the lines of Mr. Sandler himself. Oh, I, it would be my honor. Um, so I have a, a sort of a small cast here um, that's going to help us read through of just some um, everyone's better than me regular cast members. Uh, 
if you all want to uh, unmute and um, introduce yourself and um, tell us the role that you're going to be playing. Hi, I'm Jenny, and I'll be playing uh, Mrs. Peterson and Mrs. Mm-hmm. Funkenstein. Yeah, Mrs. Funkenstein. Yeah, um, that's uh, those. That's wonderful. And those roles are played by um, in the script. It's it's noted that uh, Mrs. Peterson is played by Steve Buscemi, mentioned earlier, and that uh, Mrs. Funkenstein is played uh, by Kathy Bates. Um, so sort of fit, fitting the uh, sort of normal cast that we're expecting for Happy Madison yeah. movies. Um, the regulars. Jer- Jared, do you want to introduce yourself? Um, my name is Jared Cruz, and I will be playing the role of Dave. And of course, Dave in the script is b- played by Rob Schneider, sort of, uh, an, uh, we'll see, sort of, I think, meant to be sort of uh, an unclear ethnic background, um, despite his <laughs> usage of some uh, inappropriate language. And then finally, Josiah, would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, hi, I'm Josiah, and I don't want to say I'll be playing. Um, I will be inhabited by Alex. Wonderful. And yes, Alex uh, is the only person uh, in the script that is uh, not mentioned, um, the actor or actress performing them. And it just says, played by a versatile actor with an ambiguous appearance. Um, And I guess we'll find out more about that. And then, of course, we have um, you, Ryan, playing uh, Jimmy Funkenstein, uh, performed by Adam Sandler. So... I guess we'll we'll start off if you're ready. Do you have do you have any thoughts get it, going into this? Does this seem like a, a Happy Madison movie? Do you have sort of the same excitement um, going into the script yeah. reading? I'm feeling like I'm feeling like it's Friday night at the movies. I got my box of popcorn out and I'm about to be dazzled by um, one of cinema's greatest auteurs. Incredible. Um, well, I'm excited to get into it, and I'll I'll read sort of the stage directions and everything as well here. Um, so these are selected scenes from the unproduced Happy Madison movie, The Family Jewels. Interior suburban living room, day. The sun shines over a picturesque suburban neighborhood. We hear the sounds of birds chirping and lawnmowers in the distance. A white picket fence surrounds a well-kept house, and the grass is immaculately manicured. Meet Jimmy Funkenstein, played by Adam Sandler. A regular guy in his late 30s sporting a Hawaiian shirt, cargo shorts, and a pair of flip-flops. He's mowing the lawn, sunglasses on, bobbing his head to an upbeat tune blaring from his old beat-up radio. Oh, yeah, just another beautiful day in funky town. As Jimmy finishes mowing the lawn, he spots his neighbor, Mrs. Peterson, a sweet elderly woman played by Steve Buscemi, watering her flowers. Good morning, Jimmy. Lovely day, isn't it? You bet, Mrs. P. Couldn't be better. Jimmy stretches, and as he does, the camera comically zooms in on his oversized cargo shorts. His testicles are unmistakably bulging out, comically large. Well, Jimmy, you seem to be carrying quite the load there. Oh, oh, these old things? Just a family heirloom, Mrs. P. No big deal. Mrs. Peterson chuckles and continues watering her flowers, shaking her head in disbelief. Jimmy, unfazed, strolls into the house. And now Jimmy is in voiceover. Hey there, it's me, Jimmy. Jimmy Funkenstein. So let me tell you a little something about my life. I'm just your average guy living in this suburban paradise trying to find my slice of happiness. But you see, I've got this, uh, unique situation. Uh, it cuts to a flashback montage of awkward dates. 
Flashback to my date, blind date, mind you. We're at a fancy restaurant and everything's going great. Until, well, the appetizer incident. Those dang oversized meatballs of mine decided to make a grand entrance, tumbling out of my pants like they were auditioning for a comedy show. Cuts to a scene of Jimmy getting rejected. And that, my friends, was the end of that. Turns out most people aren't as open-minded as Mrs. Peterson next door. Dating's been a real challenge, you know? My life's taken more hits than a pinata at a kid's birthday party. Cuts to a scene of Jimmy trying to dance at a dance club. I even tried hitting the club scene once, thinking, why not? Maybe someone's out there into this sort of thing. Well, let's just say my patented funky shuffle didn't quite land the way I hoped. They call it dancing with the stars. I call it dancing with my oversized maracas. Back to the present, Jimmy looks directly at the camera. So here I am, folks, just a guy with a heart as big as Texas and a pair of coconuts that refuse to play by the rules. But you know what? I'm not giving up. I'll keep searching for that special someone who can look beyond the obvious, see the real me, and appreciate the charm beneath these, uh, family heirlooms. He smiles and winks. It's a crazy world out there, but who knows? Maybe one day I'll find someone who loves me for me. Until then, I'll keep on trucking in Funky Town. And I think that's the end of the opening scene. I mean, <sighs> what do you think, Ryan? I feel well, like uh, this is pretty good. Yeah, this is definitely a good one. There's, there's like, there's definitely a hierarchy to Happy Madison movies. You have like your A tiers, like. Your Billy Madisons, your Happy Gilmores, your Waterboys, and I think this firmly fits into that um, that group. What sorts of things do you think are in the lower tiers, and how is this maybe avoiding that? Lower tiers, lower tiers generally, I would say when uh, when it's a little more mean spirited. So mm. something like um, something like uh, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry, um, okay. or maybe. Um, Maybe like a, a maybe like a grown ups to be honest. Yeah. Um something where it's just uh you know, when if he's when he's playing a sarcastic dick Got is it. usually the ones I don't like as much. But when he's like a sweet man, if he's doing like a little voice. I was trying to do I was trying to do I was trying to get my Sandler voice too. He goes, Oh yeah. But then I thought it was sounding Canadian. Yeah, it's it's sounding a little Nicholas Cage, maybe even. Um Oh but, yeah. Uh, but I think that I think you're right. I think uh, a lot of the best Tabby Madison movies feature Adam Sandler as a lovable character, and it's really the people around him who are the sarcastic assholes. Yeah, um, agreed. Well, I think we might even be seeing that in this next scene, um, which we'll jump right into. Interior, funky town cafe, night. Jimmy sits at a corner table nursing a cup of coffee and absentmindedly stirring it with a tiny spoon. Dave, played by Rob Schneider, Sporting an eclectic mix of cultural accessories, slides into the seat across from him. Hey, Jimmy, mi amigo, how's it hanging? Or should I say, how are they hanging? Aye, aye. <sighs> Same old Dave. Just the usual struggles. You know how it goes. Well, maybe tonight's the night, buddy. Look who just walked in. Zoot alor. Jimmy turns to see Lily, played by a charming actress, a radiant woman with a captivating smile and expressive eyes, making her way to the counter. Yeah, she's something special, huh? 
Yeah, she's like a tetatunga tetunga tetunga. And you know what they say, Jimmy. Love knows no boundaries. What are you getting at, Dave? I mean, just imagine, Jimmy. A relationship where you don't have to worry about awkward conversations, no misunderstandings. It's like dating on easy mode. Plus, I bet she'd like to ring your bells. Jimmy shoots Dave a disapproving look. Dave, come on! You can't just simplify relationships like that. And besides, I want someone who loves me for who I am, not because of these. Alright, alright, I get it. But seriously, look at her. You'd have to be crazy not to go for it. Lily, now with her coffee, notices Jimmy and Dave talking. She smiles and gives a friendly wave. Lily, using sign language, says, Hi there, I'm Lily. Hey Lily, I'm Jimmy. Dave, oblivious to Lily's sign language, grins widely. Well, well, Jimmy. Looks like she's waving at you. Maybe this is fate, my man. I bet you are going to... Uh, Jimmy starts pantomiming heavy fondling. Dave grabs his own groins and imitates Jimmy's voice in a hyper, high-pitched fashion. Oh, mommy. You know how to yoinky my doinkies. Dave, she's mute. And besides, I'm just going to chat with her like a regular person. Dave, realizing his mistake, scratches his head awkwardly. (laughs) Right, right. Regular person stuff. Got it. As Jimmy approaches Lily, a genuine connection begins to form, breaking through the barriers of communication. Little do they know, their encounter will be the start of something truly special. And that's the end of this scene. Uh, I, I guess there's probably more that was probably written after this to really establish their relationship. But I think that this is pretty interesting and maybe, again, sort of on par for Happy Madison movies in that um, the female primary protagonist is, uh, or, or main character, rather, is uh, it, it doesn't really get many speaking lines. No. In, fa- in no. fact, none here. <laughs> none here, but... You know, I I got a good feeling that this script is going to pass the Bechdel test. Oh, you think so? I got a good feeling. I got a good feeling. Is that something... I I, I think it might be a first for a Happy Madison movie. um, (laughs) If it does. a first. I think it might... I think literally... Maybe maybe you are so not invited to my bat mitzvah. I haven't seen that yet. But I I, I think that, that that might be the only one. Um... Uh, certainly is something that we could uh, explore, but uh, it, it would be in a um, certainly a an esteemed uh, group of uh, Happy Madison movies if it does. Of course, it doesn't yet, to be clear. Um, no. So, uh, well, well, maybe we'll just keep trucking on. I, well, I, maybe before we move on to the next scene, I will say I think uh, Dave's character here does meet sort of a, um, something that I expect a lot of Happy Madison movies, which is... Um, yeah, that ethnically ambiguous uh, uh, character um, who is uh, offensive, I think. Yeah, well, representation matters. So, uh, fair point, and I think we'll get some interesting, or I'm sorry, good representation here in the next. Uh, no, interesting was the right word. Uh, scene that we're about to <laughs> do. Interior hipster art gallery evening. Soft jazz music plays as Jimmy navigates through a trendy art gallery, glancing at avant-garde paintings and sculptures. His date, Alex, played by a versatile actor with an ambiguous appearance, walks along beside him. Alex has an air of mystery with a confident smile and a fluid sense of style. So, Jimmy, what do you think of these 
provocative pieces. Uh, yeah, there's something. I'm more into stick figures and smiley faces, to be honest. Alex inches closer, a seductive gaze in their eyes. You know, art can be very intimidating, just like other things. Do you like beach ball? Jimmy shifts uncomfortably, feeling feeling the energy in the air change. Yeah, sure. So tell me about yourself, Alex. What are your hobbies? Now staring at Jimmy's crotch only, seductively. Oh, I have a few unconventional hobbies. I love ballet. The Nutcracker is my favorite. But I'm more interested in exploring new territories. Hiking, maybe? I know a couple of hills I'd like to climb. Jimmy's eyes widen and he stumbles over his words. Uh, look, Alex, you're great, but I'm, I'm just not feeling it tonight. I should probably head out. Alex raises an eyebrow, disappointed but undeterred. Are you sure, Jimmy? I know you have balls, but do you have the balls to be with someone like me? Yeah, I'm sure. I appreciate the offer, but I have someone else on my mind. Alex smirks and leans in. Well, if you ever change your mind, I've been thinking about getting into executive toys, and I've really been eyeing a Newton's cradle. Jimmy nods nervously, practically sprinting towards the exit. He pulls out his phone, fingers tapping anxiously as he dials. Wow, I think, uh, I mean, I don't know, is this, uh, how do you think this factors into the Happy Madison movies that you're uh, an expert on? Well, first of all, I want to say it's steamy, that's for sure. We love to see that. Mm-hmm. It's um it's got that it's got the it's got homophobia. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, yeah. So that I think that that really that works well with a happy Madison film. I, I um, think it has a heavy dose of homophobia, but uh with maybe an understated taste of possibly transphobia as well, and I feel like that's uh really on brand. Yeah, that yeah, that is true. That is I I, I Ultimately, I do think he's more, or not, not the, these movies are often more transphobic than they are homophobic. Mm-hmm. I don't know that that's necessarily a compliment, though. Oh, uh, I didn't, or it's I not didn't a think compliment. we were. <laughs> no. I, I would but, say we weren't complimenting it, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> we were uh, criticizing. Yeah, I would say, yeah, I would say so. I mean, we didn't write the script. Uh, someone no, at no. Happy Madison did, so. But that's also what makes these films such great pieces of art, is that they start conversations and they allow us to open these doors. Wow. We really think. We take, it, we take the movie home with us. Wow. And we ponder it. Okay. So what did we like? What didn't we like? That, and that is interesting. I think maybe something that Happy Madison movies do that other movies don't is it allows you to dislike it. Exactly. Exactly. And look, it's, it's just showing these things. It's not saying, hey... This is good. It's trusting us to form those opinions because they have a respect for the audience. They know that we're smart enough to say, yes, this is wrong. This is a negative thing that the character is doing. Well, so this is something that I actually wrote down because it's something that I think I could get better at is I I guess I I always looked at Happy Madison movies uh, thinking that maybe I as a viewer was not smart. But it's it's in fact maybe the opposite, that they they are respecting my intelligence. Exactly, exactly. It's not going to dumb it down for you. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, 
Uh, and, you know, getting smarter, one of the best ways to do that is just to watch more of these movies. You watch more of them and you can understand the cinematic language that they're speaking. Okay. All right. Well, um, that's I'll write that down, too. Uh, I, I don't want to spend too much time writing, though, because, of course, we have one final scene. Uh, the, the script that I was given is not a complete script. You know, we're missing a lot of stuff, so we sort of have to fill in mm-hmm. the blanks. But um, this next scene is, uh, I think, an important one. Uh, interior, Jimmy's living room, evening. Jimmy is slouched on the couch scrolling through his phone when his mom, Mrs. Funkenstein, played by Kathy Bates, walks in with a bowl of popcorn. What's with the long face, Jimmy? You look like someone stole your lunch money. Uh, It's Lily, Mom. I really like her, but I can't get past the whole, you know... Mrs. Funkenstein plops down on the couch next to Jimmy, handing him a handful of popcorn. Ah, the family jewels dilemma. We've danced along it long enough, son. Let's talk turkey. Mom, please. All right, let's talk peaches. You've got some juicy peaches, Jimmy. And Lily might just be in the mood for a peach cobbler. Jimmy gives his mom an incredulous look. Seriously, Mom? Absolutely. Now, Lily, she's a blank canvas waiting for your artistic touch. You've got to be the Picasso of love, my boy. Picasso? Listen, sweetheart. Love is like a pizza, and everyone has their favorite toppings. Lily might be into a little extra sausage on hers, if you catch my drift. Jimmy blushes, but his mom presses on. And the no-talking thing. It's like playing charades every day. You can take your own silent movie romance. Mom, you're something else. Guilty as charged. Now here's the scoop, my peachy boy. Love is like a roller coaster. It's got its ups and downs and a few loops. Lily might be looking for something with a front row seat to the thrill ride. Jimmy chuckles, feeling a bit lighter. Thanks, Mom. I needed that. Now go out there and show Lily your Picasso skills. Just remember, life's too short for boring pizzas. Jimmy nods a newfound confidence in his step as he heads out the door, ready to pursue Lily with a fresh perspective and his mom's unmistakable flair for advice. And that's the end of that scene. Wow. I, um... I don't know. What, what, what were your takeaways from this one, Ryan? I, uh, as the expert sort of on this, what, do you, what did you see in this scene? Well, here, this appears to be um, the emotional core of the film, I think. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I was, tears were streaming down my face when I was reading this. I, you um, know, I, I, thought, I thought I heard that in your reading. I would yeah. say still a great reading, but um, yeah, I, Thank could, you. I could feel the emotion. Yeah, it really, yeah. And just, you know, he's got the relationship between his mom. She's like, there's body positivity here, too. Mm-hmm. That's what this is, like, you know. Maybe he's got he's got a he's got a testicle problem, but like, and it's funny, yeah. But it's also like it's not something he has to be ashamed of, and his mom's telling him that. And um, you know, I I would wager to say that this probably would end with him, uh, you know, accepting his 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 gourds, mm-hmm. and you know, maybe maybe you know he has kids or something, and they got giant testicles too. Yeah. Um, and that would be like so, and then you can you can imagine there the sequel possibility, of course. Like, oh you know, wow! 
young jewels. Yeah, that's good. I yeah, that's I I hadn't considered that. Um, but I I think you're right that there is a lot of potential here, and this is a scene where it's really setting that up. I think I think the body positivity is a really good point because I think um, Mrs. Funkenstein's lines there, both about um, about Jimmy's peaches, but also about mm-hmm. uh, about Lily's um, inability to speak the quote-unquote uh, no-talking thing, um, is basically, uh, I would say, a um, weird positive spin on what would otherwise be called, I think, ableism. Um, so yep. it's it's sort of cool to have a, a mix there of transphobia, homophobia, and ableism sort of all just yeah. wound in together. It's it's really walking a tightrope there. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 constantly falling off it yeah we're yeah we're just we are falling walking we're getting on the tightrope and immediately falling off we do but that's not know the how important thing yeah but he keeps getting back on that's right. the that's the most he's not giving thing. up he's not giving no. up that's whoops true. i accidentally i accidentally was a little ableist better get back up oh a little homophobic yeah but you know you keep walking it you keep walking it i'll, I'll say Cause i because oh please i, was, I no, i was just because it 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 speaks to the idea that we can always do better. We can always do better. Yeah. It speaks to one of my favorite Happy Madison productions, which is Fifty First Dates, um, a movie that's about uh, a love that is uh, largely based on ableism and also includes a lot of transphobia and homophobia as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. It really ticks those boxes. Uh, and I feel like in some ways this is a spiritual sequel to that. Um uh, I'm I'm surprised it wasn't produced, frankly. Yeah, and you know, I so I assume you uh, you have a contact at Netflix or someone that sent this to you. Uh, uh, so again, um, I really don't put any work into this podcast at all. Gene, the producer, they do they do most of all oh, of it. Okay. So um, I I would have to ask them, but they're not particularly personable, and most people don't like them. So uh, I would say no. They I don't know where they got it. Um, okay, okay, maybe like a heist scenario. It could have been. It could have been. Um, well, uh, you know, I, I, I've i enjoyed talking to you about uh, the Happy Madison movies and, and going through this reading as well. I, I would love to hear a little bit from our actors. Um, uh, how did it feel embodying these characters? Um, do you feel like you've gotten better at Happy Madison movies, uh, Josiah, Jared, or, and Jenny? Um, have you gotten, uh, do you feel like you're a better person now having watched this? I definitely feel like a better person. I feel like I learned a lot playing those characters. I'm, I was deeply moved. Uh, so that's a that's a check from Jenny. Um, uh, Josiah, you had something. Um, yeah, I I'm not sure if I would say that I I feel better as a person. Um, but I I definitely feel empowered to sexually objectify men now. Mm-hmm. So that's a plus. Yeah, there's um, always uh, always a bright side. Um, Jared, did you have something? Yeah, um, I would say I do feel like I did something. Um, I'm not sure what it was, but it was something, and I'm glad mm-hmm. that it happened. So yeah, yeah. Well, great. Um, uh, I, I you know that's sounds like three reviews of uh, what just occurred. Uh, I yeah, we gotta get this thing produced. I think so. Uh, I'm, well, and so maybe this is, um, we're, we'll sort of start wrapping up here, but maybe this is a good way to wrap this up. 
do you think that there is something to the Happy Madison production? Like, you know, we have the actors playing it. We have the script that's written in this style. But is there something about the actual producer role that uh, instills a Happy Madison movie um, with a special energy? Would the Family Jewels be a Happy Madison movie without that production company um, sort of at the top there? No, no one else, no, no other production company could do this. No other production company could breathe life into this. Yeah. That's just, that's just the facts. Um, and yeah, this, it, it, I, I would say that this fits in firmly, um, with some of the later Sandler stuff, Sandy Wexler, Hubie Halloween comes to mind as mm-hmm. parallels for this, you know, it's sort of, Sort of, he's uh, Adam Sandler. Um, he's a little older now. He's a little wiser, and he's uh, he's still silly, but he's he's um, trying to show us what he's learned and what he's uh, the knowledge he's gained up to this point in his life. No longer a boy, but not, still not quite a man. Um, yeah, yeah. The water man child. Yeah, the water tween. The water uh. tween. Uh, well, wonderful. Yeah, uh, you know, maybe uh, maybe this is an opportunity, um, uh, uh, Mr. Sandler or any other members of the uh, Happy Madison production team, um, if, if you're out there listening, uh, Everyone's Better Than Me Productions would love to co-produce. Um, so uh, we are on board. Happy to, happy to finish the script, too, if it wasn't finished. I, I feel like there's a lot of emotion here that really could be explored. And I also, um, just independent of the podcast, am interested in uh, if they're like looking for somebody to do, like to, you know, work on the production. Are you, are, Ryan. are you hoping to be a character? We could write a Ryan in, a Ryan Seawood's character in? Yeah, just, just kind of like any job. Oh, okay. Just any, yeah, just, just sort of, just sort of, you know, would, would be good to get funds a little more liquid right now. Employment, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I understand. Well, um, well, wonderful. Uh, I, I guess, um, uh, so I have a, a wrap-up question that I love to ask, and I love to ask it here as well. You know, I'm, I'm trying to get better at Happy Madison movies here in this episode. How will I know that I am better? How will I know that I've improved? When you're watching a Happy Madison movie and you genuinely think to yourself, I don't think this is bad. This might be kind of good. That's how you know. That's how you know you've made it to the other side. You've watched enough that, like you said, the Stockholm Syndrome has taken place and your brain is permanently damaged and it will never be the same again. Excellent. Well, we, I mean, certainly look forward to that. Um, uh, a, a couple of uh, quick wrap-up things here. You know, I'm trying to get better at Happy Madison movies here on this episode, but we're also trying to improve in other ways. We're also trying to improve the podcast. What could have gone better about this episode? Um, oh boy, I don't know. I don't. I, th- I think. Um, I wish I had done a better Sandler voice. Mm. <laughs> I, I wish I had. I wish I had gotten that impression down. But other than that, I think. Uh, I think you and the team put in some superlative work. Thank you very much. Well, we think you did a great job as well. Um, but we'll we'll make a note of that. Maybe get some uh, some dialect coaching for our um, yeah. our guest experts before the show. That would, would be a good idea. Yeah. Um, excellent. Well, so we also have a tagline that we say at the end of every episode, and we ask our guests to improve it by adding to it, subtracting to it, changing it in whatever way they see fit. 
Um, currently, the tagline is, listen up, baby boo. I love you. Um, how would you change that to uh, improve it by adding to it, subtracting from it, whatever you wish? Um, maybe, I think I probably would change it to be, uh, listen up, baby boo. I love you. <laughs> Some like kissy noises. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven kissy noises. Okay. And sort of in that tempo. One, two, three, four, yeah. five, six, seven. Yeah. One, okay. two, three, four, five, six, seven. Wonderful. And we'll wrap up the episode with that. Um, Ryan, it has been so great uh, listening to you talk about Happy Madison movies. And I'm sure the audience has enjoyed it as well. And they'd like to hear more of you talk about things like this and other things. Where can they hear more from you, see more from you? Um, you can see, you can read my writing on McSweeney's. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. Um, and, uh, yeah. And I do stand up too. around you. You can find out stand up shows and stuff through my Instagram. Perfect. Uh, and we'll be sure to share that on our social media as well. Um, well, Ryan, it's been so great, uh, talking to you and performing this movie today. Uh, and it's been so great performing it for you, dear audience here on Everyone's Better Than Me with Cameron Lindsay. Our theme music was composed and recorded by Caleb Ritchie. You can find us on social media by searching for Everyone's Better Than Me podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Please share the show with your friends, subscribe, rate, and review. Thanks so much to Jenny Matthews, Jared Cruz, and Josiah Knight for helping with the prank in today's episode. You can follow them on social media at Matthews at jacruzy, and at josiah.o.night. Get in contact with questions or topics you'd like to see me get better at by emailing everyonesbetterthanme at gmail.com. And as we say at the end of just this episode, listen up, baby boo. I love you. Thanks for listening. <laughs>